0: what's going on everyone lots of shit happened uh today thursday uh if you don't know what happened you must be living in a freaking barn or you don't i I don't know but baseball's back and i'm pretty fucking excited about it i know my man nola Jeffy's excited about it Mm
1: -hmm. i know
0: my man murph's excited about it big bear unfortunately Uh... big bear could not be here today uh he's feeling extremely under the weather thinks he may have covid not sure yet uh prayers up for big bear we miss you buddy we'll pour one out on the floor for you get a 40 for you big bear this episode's for you uh but yeah nola how you doing man baseball's back
1: i'm excited i can't wait yeah. i mean i was already excited for minor league but you know there's always more love for more baseball
0: yeah yeah and leave it to mlb and the MLBPA. i just squeaked my dog's toy for no reason <laughs> uh leave it to them to kind of muddy up what we had planned for the podcast tonight and just blow yeah. every plan out of the goddamn water so yeah. this episode is just going to be discussing what we think mlb did right what MLBPA did right and what maybe they did wrong who knows uh but there have been some rule changes uh first we got big ass bases I mean did you see the comparison between the new ones and the old ones
1: yeah uh yeah and then I I enjoyed that uh meme with Ricky Henderson holding up a giant (laughs) base or I saw uh what would someone say with regards to what they hope to see and they see uh McClendon oh. sell, what was it sell, like sell the little bases or something
0: <laughs> I mean could you imagine Lloyd trying to steal the big ass base now You got have to get like a <laughs> <the> forklift <laughs> alright hold on hold on I'm getting my forklift hold on beep beep no I, I mean <laughs> I, I really don't care about the bigger bases it's whatever I know the minor leagues have been using it I know the frontier mm-hmm. league has been using mm-hmm. it uh, kind of like as a a test to see how it would work i really don't think you're going to see that much of a difference uh, i know they're saying it's trying to uh, limit contact and injuries maybe get some more steals involved i don't know man i think baseball is more of a power game and
1: that'll definitely be interesting to follow to see kind of like i guess uh percentage wise yeah. Uh stolen base attempts. I, I even still remember last like last year in the minors, it seemed that yeah, there was a uptick in successful stolen bases. Cause I remember when we traded for Carter Benz, you know, they touting him as like a defensive catcher. And I remember looking at his caught stealing percentage. I was like, man, it doesn't look that good. But then I started looking at all the other numbers, and I was like, he's actually one of the better ones. <laughs> and a lot of people were struggling with catching base runners.
0: Do you think maybe Triolo's stolen base numbers kind of were juiced because of the bigger bases? Or do you think he has, like, legit – because he's not fast by any means, but he does have, like, base running IQ.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Well, I guess uh, uh, I'm kind of ignorant to that aspect. Was it in that specific league they had the larger bases? I don't remember which ones they had it in.
0: I don't know. I think they were testing it out in, like, low A and high A. Like, I don't think they were doing it in triple A mm-hmm. or double A. Um, I don't know the I like, I know obviously, like, the logistics behind it, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, like, like, I know how like the league Bradenton's in had the automatic strike zone specifically. I know they like put them all like, in different leagues, but yeah.
0: Um, I know Bradenton had some games with the automated strike zone. Uh, is that gonna be like? minor league-wide now? Because I know they're adding it to A. Like, is that all the minor leagues?
1: I can't imagine. I mean, they probably do yeah. or would be able to outfit all the parks with the technology they would need, but I don't believe that all the parks are outfitted with the specific technology yet. I mean, yeah. I mean, we still got places that can't even stream games Greensboro. So... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking greensboro right pisses me but, off to this day that, i don't know that, they also would... seem I'm paying to 50
1: dollars. i want to see greensboro
0: yes they also seem to want to ban the shift i don't know the entire specifics on it i don't know if you can't have x amount of players on one side of the field or not mm-hmm. um I really don't mind banning the shift. It it, kind of gives more offensive play to your pool hitters. Like, Polanco would have definitely benefited from uh, the shift ban, for sure, because all he did was pull the ball. Um, I don't know. Do you think you're going to see an uptick in offense because of
1: that, or are we just not going to notice it? I, I didn't get a chance to read it, but I I think someone actually in fact Fangraphs wrote an article about that uh, yesterday or today. And if I remember right, the headline was something along the lines of that it's probably not going to make that much of an impact. Yeah. I mean, we're probably talking a couple percentage points. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, but I mean... Probably still be a lot more details to come out about it, only because what it's none of it's going to be instituted at MLB level at least until 2023.
0: Yeah, I mean, all the uh rule changes that we're discussing now are not going to go into effect until the following season, so um, Mm -hmm. that also includes the pitch clock. Now, I know there is kind of a pitch clock already, it's just not that enforced. Um,
1: well, that's yeah, well, it's like something like 12 seconds technically. With no uh, runners on the base? Yeah. I I really
0: don't see how much of a difference that's going to make. I know baseball always wants to speed the game up because that's a big complaint with, like, your casual fans. Like, they don't want to sit there for four hours. Yeah. But I I don't know how much that's going to change. I think a lot of the reasons why baseball is elongated is because of the home run ball being so involved now like you're not seeing
1: it
0: i i I don't know i i don't think any of these rule changes are going to make a huge difference maybe bigger bags will i don't know i love speed game and that benefits the pirates um as we know that they have a shit ton of speed in the system
1: yeah yeah which and then in terms of the uh The pitching uh amount of pitches because i feel like also just you know with emphasis on strikeouts and things like that like i mean you know the greg maddox for a complete game under 100 pitches like (laughs) nowadays guys are hitting 90 or 90 pitch count in the fifth inning so yeah yeah Yeah. you got a lot you probably have a lot more longer at bats than you used to
0: oh yeah i mean full counts are nothing new, uh, to the modern game. I mean, you see a lot of guys battling, um, Ben Gamble seemed to battle a shit ton of Mm at-bats. Um, it, it, it's a part of the game and they tell you to shorten up and fight and just get a piece of it. And that's what we've seen. And I don't think you can really change that aspect of the game.
1: Mm. So
0: you're going to see a not big changes at least in my opinion you're not going to see a lot uh change uh, at least from I don't these rooms so
1: because I mean you also there's also the fact that you know I mean especially when we're talking about the Ray Searidge Pirates you know they were the pitch to contact three pitches or less yeah. to get an out but they were aiming for now they're aiming for the strikeout so they're you know putting the ball in certain spots waste pitches and things like that with purpose
0: yeah Frankie Soriano would have loved that yeah. because he did nothing but bury sliders. <laughs> <laughs> slider, 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 berry. Maybe throw a fastball. That's Yeah. It. Um another rule change that we're seeing, expanded playoffs, and that was one of the big bargaining chips that the owners really wanted. Like that's more money, that's more television money that's a lot more money in their pockets. And with expanded playoffs, a lot of people are talking about your smaller market teams like your Pirates that mm-hmm. have a better chance to get in the playoffs. Now, do you think having expanded playoffs is good for the sport? Because we've seen with the NFL with expanded playoffs,
1: we didn't get a whole lot of good wild card games, man. It was ugly. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the way, the way I kind of see it... Um we, we kind of have to step outside ourselves in that aspect because as like diehard baseball fans, it, they're the types that are the ones, you know, arguing about it. like, no, it's a 162 game season. And the teams that make the playoffs, it should be like, they deserve it. Very they, small. Yeah, exactly. But, <clears throat> and even I remember Harold Reynolds was talking about it. The What happens with when you have all these teams, now you have 12 teams, I mean, that expands how many teams are in the running. So what that does is, you know, for your casual fans, they're just like, hey, how's my team doing? But, you know, yeah, they're not – they're probably not watching all 162, but, you know, they're mm-hmm. going to check up every now and then. And if they see that their team is now what would normally be eight games out of a playoff spot and being like, yeah, whatever, I don't care, yeah, you know, they might be three four games out. So they might be a little more like, okay. They're in the playoff race. I'm gonna watch it now, and I feel like that's kind of where baseball has lost itself. Is they haven't really been directing themselves in a direction yeah. that's pertaining to we need to grasp the casual fans. Yeah, you know the, the types of fans we would make fun of. You know, as Pens fans, it's like man, you you know who Crosby Malkin and who else?
0: Like, Maybe Latang. That's about who, it.
1: <laughs> so you you became a Pens fan in 2014. And it's like, the thing is, for the game itself, growing the game, and obviously financially, you need the casual fans. You need them buying merch. You need them showing up to games, buying beers, buying hot dogs. Yeah. And so having more teams in the running for playoffs is going to bring in more people that are interested and intrigued to follow what's going on with their team.
0: Yeah. I think one of the downsides everyone speaks to when it comes to expanded playoffs it kind of incentivizes your small market teams to not spend where they should be spending, you know, your Bob Nuttings mm-hmm. or your other small market teams like the Rays, like the Marlins. Do mm-hmm. you think that that gives owners like that more incentive to not spend money and just see what the hell happens? Uh, Cause personally, I think it does.
1: I mean, it, it. I'd say it probably. I mean, even I know Tim would always talk about the Huntington era. It was, it was like they would always, they weren't, they weren't necessarily competing for a championship. They were competing for a playoff spot. And then just because of the craziness of playoffs as it is, it's you know a lot of times people just felt you just have to make it to playoffs. And from there, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. So yeah, again, you know, just when there's going to be more teams in the running it's probably going to lead to people being like, well, you know, I like where we're standing right now. Let's see where we're going to get with the roster we currently have, as opposed to like, no, we need that extra guy. We need, we need that extra bullpen arm. We need that closer. We need that bench bat, yeah. which, and then even in that regards, I, I think it's going to be, I'll be curious to see what happens, you know, like a trade deadline specifically when we talk about like last trade deadline with Adam Frazier, mm-hmm. you know, does that increase his value because more teams are in the playoff running or does it decrease his value because teams are like, we're cool with the roster we have. We're going to see what we can get with the roster we have.
0: I think if expanded playoffs were a thing the season that just passed, I think maybe the Padres would have been more hungry to get Adam Frazier or Seattle Mariners to get Adam Frazier. Because if you look at expanded playoffs, the Mariners would have been in the playoffs. Yeah. Padres just sunk completely down. I don't think they would have even made it, Um, at least with the format that they're talking now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So in my opinion, I think it increases value and it becomes more of a buyer's market than a seller's market.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: When you include more teams, because you know you got the guys who would normally be out say three and a half games back four games back you add that player who has like a three war or four war and you then try and propel yourself into that
1: well let's just see Mm -hmm. what happens and get in the playoffs you know i i don't know if well that's what i do instead of you might have in a normal you might have 10 arms on the market yeah now you might only have six arms on the market because by the time the trade deadline comes around, you might only have like four teams that are truly out of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It and And here's here's the ultimate question here with that. Let's say the Pirates shock people in 2022. I doubt it. Let's just play. Let's just have some fun here. If at the trade deadline, they are not out of it, not in it, kind of in the middle. Do you try and risk and maybe trade off some guys who are rule five eligible very soon and try and flip?
1: I, I might, I mean, it's worth a shot. I mean, well, I, I feel like at least, especially with the depth type of depth they have, I think that opens the ability to, you know, again, if they have a hole somewhere, they could get a mid. They could probably flip some prospects for a mid-tier guy, yeah. as opposed to like, no, we're going for the head honcho, number one guy on the market. We need the biggest bat. They'll they'll do more of like a Atlanta Braves type moves. Yeah. <clears throat> Which and and again, that's that's something else I think too is, again, you know, like when we talk about like Adam Frazier, I think we'll see more of like the Adam Frazier types being the moves at the trade deadline the more, like, mid-tiers, I don't think we'll see as many, like, high-end big-name moves.
0: It's going to be interesting, man. I expected at 7 o'clock when I was at work that there'd be a shit ton of notifications of trades (laughs) and (laughs) transactions. Nothing really has shocked anybody yet. Nothing has really happened Mm -mm. yet. Like... I'm still down for Correa coming to
1: Pittsburgh. It's going to happen. Oh yeah, it it's going to. We <laughs> He did say he's even, willing to go to a rebuilding team. Come on. I Morosi mean, Morosi's got to spend or wait, oh, wow. I'm I'm just thinking something and <laughs> <laughs> He's going to need to spend some money now, so Sorry. I I was thinking on my head cuz I was trying to look something up uh, about how uh, Morosi tweeted about that all the agents are talking about that it's about to get really busy in the next uh, couple of days. You mean agents by just Scott Boris, because he's just the
0: only agent in major league baseball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he
1: he runs the players
0: union. Yes. Yes, he does. Because it's all Scott Boris's fault.
1: It's all his fault. Yeah. Even though he got outvoted by the team reps. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey man everyone's got to have a scapegoat and scott boris is the perfect scapegoat i mean like do you remember when nobody likes him do you remember when like drew Rosenhaus was like at the peak of his Mm -hmm. career with like terrell owens being his like Mm -hmm. superstar like i think scott boris has taken that like times 20 like with the way that everyone just paints a demon picture with him I don't personally like the guy, but I don't think she's to blame for this. I mean oh, he's getting yeah. his clients'
1: uh, money. he's getting paid that
0: that's the I name mean, of the game
1: it, the best for him I mean the best for the players is the best for him exactly
0: you don't you don't think he's pro player, of course he is yeah. he wants his clients to get paid, so he oh, gets yeah. paid
1: even even the Elvis Andrews types yeah. sign those long contracts and then become terrible, hey. He's getting paid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, I can think of some bad contracts, man. Where I, I mean, you look at like I know you're not an NBA fan, but Gilbert Arenas. Like, I think that dude is still getting paid by the Wizards.
1: <laughs> you mean like how Bobby Bonilla's still getting paid?
0: Hey man, Bobby Bonilla Day. That's that's the great I I swear to God that agent deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Just with yeah. that deal though.
1: I mean, if you read about it, I understand what they were trying to do. It's just, you know, they put the money in the wrong place, like a Ponzi scheme, and then lost all their money. And now they're still paying. Yeah, I mean, Mets are going to Met.
0: And I I know you had some rants going on about a certain uh, owner (laughs) the past couple of days, uh, Mr. Steve Cohen so uh yeah, people
1: really really jumping on him like thinking like oh man he wants to spend money like but uh, he, he don't care about actual people are thinking like oh he loves baseball and wants the fans to be happy and build a ring club like no he, it's a power move i mean yeah the guy wants the guy wants a world series as a power move but yeah i mean you can see from his tweets and his you know likes from today <laughs> that you know i don't even know how to retweet oops he sure as shit learned how to unlike
0: something like you said right yeah he sure as shit learned that real quick
1: which i mean i guess as a fan of a certain team i guess you just want championships and you're like i I don't care however we get there i don't care but let's be honest if steve cohen was the pirates owner would you really care I mean, I'd probably still think he was a piece of shit, but I'd be like, all right, well, let's. Yeah. I, I still want a World Series. Yeah. I mean, I think the majority of
0: owners are pieces of shit.
1: Like, oh, yeah.
0: Majority yeah. of them. Oh, There's yeah. some good guys out there, but they're businessmen and they're they they're, they're conniving. That, that's what they do. They oh, want yeah. their way. I mean, they own people.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's something like they talk about, like with the Yankees, I, I think they said that George Steinbrenner was. One of the architects of the original, like CBT and shit, like that, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about,
0: you know, because you just equate the Yankees with spend, 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 but then you got the threshold, yeah. of the taxes, and it's like a Yankee came up with that.
1: Really? <laughs> well, because then that's again, you know, like we're saying, like they're businessmen. I mean, obviously, they because a, a competitive, successful team a world series championship team. I mean, you can see it, uh, with the Braves being the only, you know, like publicly traded franchise it's extremely profitable and their number one goal is profit.
0: Well, and that's why what's that? If you you ask a certain commissioner, it's not profitable (laughs) and it's much easier to, uh, you know, buy stocks and, and, and deal with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, my, my $150 million investment is now worth $5 billion.
0: That's That's not a profit. What are you talking about?
1: I, I'm in the red with that, man. I'm not in the black. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, it, I guess, it, well then I guess, you know, the, the argument there is going to be like, well, but that's not liquid. So, you know, they can't spend that money. It's like, yeah, but as soon as they sell that team. Yeah, I, it, it's stupid. The, the
0: entire thing was stupid and it took nearly 100 days to fix yeah. this and it's not uh-huh. even fixed if you really think about it what did they yeah. change that much can you really think of something that's major
1: major uh they added a dh to the nl
0: <laughs> i mean come on man i mean, honestly it took you that long and it was that much of a pissing contest like i'm all for the players get what you want get what you need yeah, but fuck, man! It took you this long, and it drug out this long. You kind of got this done in like a month.
1: If yeah, that. well, I guess, and that's a part of it too. I mean, they locked them out and didn't talk for the first what forty three days. So, yeah, half of the ninety nine days they weren't even in contact.
0: Then you had poor Jeff Pass and get hacked, getting those NFTs, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah but hey he he, he turned it around <laughs> into some humor, so good Jeffeth,
0: Jeffeth passing it or what, what was it? was <laughs> yeah. fucking. it, it was like
1: jeff f the dot e t h for yeah ethereum
0: <laughs> that was crazy man like i I went to his Twitter page and I'm like, everything changed all of a sudden. What's going on and I screenshot uh, it and said it to you, like what the fuck is going on here um Okay, back on track with things that are changing, Um, we got word that there's no Rule 5 draft. That is huge for some teams, like our Pirates, because there's a shit ton of guys on that R5 list that was left off. Um, A certain podcaster's favorite player, uh, who he likes to... (laughs) Um, has another chance to get on the roster
1: uh <laughs> so I mean, but hey hey let, let, let's not lie though we're, we're all mason fans though
0: oh yeah there's no doubt to it it's just i hate the biased attitude towards it i mean you got to look at things yeah. as they are he's got to yeah. fix the strikeout numbers man he's no, got to gra- get more walks
1: yeah Now, granted i will say the my one fear was that if they instituted a dh i was like then i would worry but no rule five now so i'm like all right no, we're good. yeah and you know that
0: you, you look at the list of guys on that r5 list you got guys like santiago flores who uh-huh. i you know i love him you got mm. mason martin was it cal mitchell uh i'm drawing blanks on some names right now but i mean there's a lot of guys bolton there's a lot of guys on that list that have legit chances now and off the air we talked about we're going to see a lot of roster change on the major league side now do you think guys like mason martin maybe g1 bay who's up for r5 next year yeah are going to end up on the Major League roster, at least the 40-man roster by mid season or season's end to kind of protect these guys? Or do you see just a big fall-off?
1: Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be a mix. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, probably fluid movement just because, let's be honest, we have a lot of guys that – Probably shouldn't even be in the majors yeah. on our roster. So, yeah, no, I just, really? Which it, it's gonna this, this uh, couple of weeks, first month, this opening free agency period is gonna be because I know we've talked about it before when we were talking about all the uh, free agents that were fallen, like it was like John Gray gone, and this guy gone, and this guy gone. It's like it's gonna be interesting to see what direction they go in these next couple of weeks to month. Cause it's going to be, are we really going to go into the season with this type roster where I could potentially see Cruz and Ronzi making the opening day roster now?
0: Yeah. And um, we're going to hit on that subject a little bit later because yeah. there's another role change that's going to happen that could uh-huh. incentivize that.
1: Yeah. And that's, I, I just feel, I've, especially with like a lot of the pitchers, I feel like we're, there's high potential to have a lot of like, okay, you got a couple of weeks, you got a month. Let's see what you can do. All right. You're being terrible. Gone. Call up the next guy. Let's see what you can do type of stuff. And then again, you know, to trades, we'll. I think it's possible that we're going to see at least some like minor league swap of players. We're going to see, like we were talking about depending on where their standing is, maybe they'll flip a couple of guys for, a uh, mid-tier player, or someone you know, with some extra years of control. Cause I mean they're they're gonna have to it's gonna get real tight with the rule five. It already was, and it's gonna get even more tighter. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and you know, you have to look at that too. You know, after this season passes, there's more guys that are gonna be on the R5 eligible. And yeah, now comes the question: are you just gonna make a hue like everyone's going to be on it including the ones that were supposed to be yeah. available this year or are you going to push back those times I mean there's a lot of shit that needs to be figured yeah. out here because
1: there's no yeah, way I mean, in then,
0: hell that you're going to have that many guys available
1: they, they just can't right and, that, and there's probably going to be a lot of you know of them sitting down and thinking on themselves. All right, who do we see being here and holding down a spot Three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, who do we see? So your Priest or your Majinski, your Burroughs, those guys are gonna say, okay, these guys are gonna to projected to be here. We need to worry about these other 15, 20 guys down here picking, okay, who who deserves a shot, who are we gonna see what they got. Yeah. And that's right. We'll probably see a lot of a handful of guys getting maybe some aggressive pushes this year.
0: Florencio sticks out as one. Yeah, because he dominated Bradenton, and I, I guess it depends on what he does in Greensboro. Um, I I don't know. I I see him as being someone who pushed aggressively. Majinski, like you said, probably is going to yeah. get pushed. I think g one Bay is right there, I think we're gonna say, see M-
1: Majeski probably won't he dude, he he's probably got at least another year before he yeah he's got another year before he's eligible, so <clears throat> oh is he twenty three yeah, okay, yeah. I thought he
0: was twenty two okay
1: oh jeez man, even looking at twenty three
0: there's a lot of names,
1: <laughs> I mean. Yeah
0: yeah it's it's rough and i'm sure you're looking at ethan's uh r5 tab
1: yeah uh shout out to ethan thank you for your uh dedicated hard work
0: (laughs) like that dude puts in more work than i do in a year uh, with his shit yeah his
1: puts in more yeah
0: his cba updates like it took him like what six hours a day for that one he was tweeting out
1: crazy yeah you know i'm i'm just happy he's finally gonna be able to sleep i mean granted he does have a newborn so maybe actually not but (laughs) in theory he can finally sleep yeah
0: and with the new minimum salaries he's probably having a field day right now looking over numbers
1: oh yeah he loves having official numbers so yes and
0: if you don't have official numbers you better watch the fuck out, because he's coming for you <laughs> in the mentions. Oh yeah, he, he comes for the throat. Yes, he does. I mean, <clears throat> I saw him go after Mac more times than not. <laughs> <laughs> like, he does not. <clears throat> excuse me. He does not give a shit. <clears throat> now, looking at uh, FanGraphs payroll projection projections here, um, with the seven hundred K added. Uh, to the payrolls, looking at it uh-huh. here, all 30 teams, the Pirates are second uh, with the changes with 3,367,000 more. The mm-hmm. Rangers are the team right above them. So that 3 million is going into Seven Springs. Wait a minute. He sold Seven Springs. Shit. Where does
1: it go now? Uh, to Ogden newspapers. <laughs> <coughs> They're adding a cartoon section. Excuse me.
0: I'm congested, boys and girls. It is not my time of year,
1: to say the least. I need to get y'all some uh, medicine.
0: I need some... uh,
1: Wait, I can't say y'all. I have to say yins.
0: I need to get me some (laughs) Robitussin. Like, Fast.
1: I mean, I don't Vicks like being sick, but when I am, man, I love those uh, NyQuil sleeps. I NyQuil sleep hard sleep. on NyQuil.
0: My body reacts differently <laughs> to shit that makes you fall asleep. Like, it's oh, like yeah? speed for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm bouncing off
1: the walls with that. See, I'm, I'm kind of like that with caffeine. I could, like, chug a Red Bull 30 minutes before going to bed and then...
0: Same. Same. Like... I drink coffee before bed.
1: That's a, no oh, issues. I just had some.
0: You have some kafifi? Oh yeah. Penguin cup. Penguin cup. It's so cute, man. I need me one of them. Mm. It's good. So there is something that we talked about that's a little interesting, a little confusing. Um apparently there's some draft pick compensation, some other things involved. Uh, if you have top prospect in quotes, uh, be what in the top two and rookie top of year two voting. of the
1: rookie of the year voting?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and we talked about this. What dictates a top prospect? Like, are we talking top thirty mm-hmm. here? Top one hundred? Whose list are you using?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's, and I guess that's like how when they're talking about that pre arbitration pool, that's going to be based off some war statistics, but even that's not defined yet because that, I think they're going to put together like a committee or something to yeah. determine that, how that's going to be done, which I mean, I'm sure it'll probably be similar for the top prospects. It might be some form of taking multiple lists and creating a, median or something
0: yeah i <clears throat> i told you this i commented on uh one of your tweets and i'm pretty sure i heard this read about this something to where uh-huh. they're gonna major league baseball i think is in talks with fangrass or something and i think they're gonna use fangrass uh-huh. f4 uh for that pre-arb that you were talking uh-huh. about and i think they're gonna be using Fangraphs top prospect list don't uh-huh. quote me on that. This is my guess because it's what
1: I've No, you're it's it's in writing now. It's official. Oh, is it? No, I'm saying you saying it. Oh, said, no, oh don't quote got me. Don't excited. quote you. I'm like, nope.
0: <laughs> you got me excited, man. I was like, shit, really? I guessed right? That's oh, you know cool. how I like
1: to confuse you.
0: You do. Uh for anyone who doesn't know, he had me believe for like ten minutes, uh that Donald Glover was not childish Gambino. And I when he comes to my wedding, there's gonna be some. There's gonna be a bro down, for sure. Just for that, Uh-oh.
1: good. I'm have to bring. I'm have to bring my son as protection.
0: <laughs> get out the way. You're gonna use Juju as a fucking get him, human Juju. shield. Yeah. <laughs> and throw him in front of you. Here, you can't hit a baby. You can't <laughs> exactly. hit a baby. That's alright. I'll get my nephew Lincoln to come after him. We'll have a kitty. Fighting ring.
1: We'll throw. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You didn't hear that, people. That, that's. Shh. You didn't hear. It's okay. Shh, shh, shh. But <laughs> back, back on topic here. You mentioned this may incentivize the Pirates bringing up Rowanzi and o'neal Cruz for the opening day rosters. Uh-huh. Do you think that they will, or is this just a pipe dream? I, I
1: don't know. I mean. it's it's confusing. I think it's less of a pipe dream than it used to be. Okay. Because, obviously, all offseason, after seeing both of them get their first test for, like, they should, we want to see them opening day, we want to see them opening day, we wish they'd be on opening day, and now it's like, there's, I think there's a high probability of it. Because, yeah, because, I mean, the rule, from what I understand in reading it, is that it stipulates that Top prospects on the opening day roster, and it specifically says opening day roster. Yeah. That you had the potential to earn one to three draft picks in the first three years. You only won a year, <clears throat> which if you call up Cruz, uh, Rowan-Z, and, you know, obviously I, w- I want some swaggy tea. But that, <laughs> again, that's going to depend on how they disseminate the, uh, top prospect list, yeah. but I mean in theory, in theory that gives you three potential players to fin- it's finish, I believe finish top two in rookie year voting and then they would gain an extra year of service time, but I feel like that is the nice that's the nice little um, no balance. Yeah, balance that, you know, you get yeah pick right after the first round it's not like it's like a after the third after the fourth after the first round which is a nice spot for that i mean that's where we got Cobrian hayes um
0: there also comes into a play there i mean you have a certain pool money in the draft uh-huh. yeah are you gonna get more pool
1: money than two because you would have to right yeah you because you would get pool money for that specific uh slot the slot right Okay. So, so even that alone i mean that's probably a couple million dollars in slot money itself yeah and then that's what they huge. can do what they did this last draft
0: yeah and get braylon bishop and lonnie white and <laughs> sign both
1: solomano and chandler
0: henry davis i know it was what like six and a half million he signed for yeah but i think the uh, slot value is like eight and a half, so two million under. Yeah, that that, well, that that's kid. what was amazing
1: to me. It took, yeah, it it took. I think it took ten years. Was it Adley Rutschman? It took ten years for Garrett Cole's record bonus to get broken.
0: What was Garrett Cole's bonus? It
1: it was like eight point two or something i want to say
0: <clears throat> he did sign for lots of money yeah lots of money and now yeah. he's got what that 300 million dollar contract oh
1: it was it was eight it was eight million and rutschman Rutchman got 8.1 in 2019 <laughs> you think he's gonna be legit yeah Adley? i mean
0: god he got can hit yeah he can orioles aren't that bad right now if you think about their system i think the orioles are set up
1: in a way i mean it, it almost feels like you know talking about those 2016 pirates and our number one farm system granted we had a better mo major league roster at that time yeah before our number one farmers coming through and they got cedric mullins and cedric mullins it's Cedric Mullins. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they got what is it? Uh, Austin Hayes and Ryan Mountcastle. They got they got a couple of decent guys. And yeah, I mean, but Grayson Rodriguez representing Nacogdoches, Texas.
0: <laughs> I don't know, but, man. Uh, Orioles are an interesting team because they do have some. It kind of reminds you of the Pirates of the AL mm-hmm. in a way, if you think about it. Everyone wants to compare the Rays and the Pirates. But if you look at the Orioles, the way they're running their team kind of seems similar to us. And you can kind of gauge how things are. I I don't know. That's how I've looked at it. You gauge what the Orioles are doing to the Pirates. And I don't know. They just seem similar to me.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the only thing with their system is real top heavy.
0: They do have a lot of double A and triple A talent. Well, I mean, to... and
1: just, and just in a sense, like, their they're, like they're top five I don't mm. don't call, is, like, really good, and then it's just, like, a drop-off after that. The
0: Mariners are kind of like that, too, when you look yeah. at their system. Because mm. Mariners got, what, Julio? He's one, right, in all of MLB? Or MILB?
1: Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, well, they, I mean, Kelenic, uh graduated yeah. last year off the list. Um Noel Noel the Marte. Yeah. Hancock. Uh who's that other pitcher? Herbie and then, Hancock. Well oh actually, I think Nathan Kirby. No wait wait. Sorry. I think Nathan Kirby is our player. Are they they there's a Kirby something. I don't remember. They're not so Spencer ahead. Smith
0: and his Seattle Mariners doing their thing. Love you, Spence. We miss you, buddy. Spence. Man, sure. I wish Murph was on this podcast right now so he could bring uh, Captain Quack Sparrow. We we need his vibe. Uh, wait,
1: All right. actually, the whole his uh, army ready for the quack attacks behind me. They oh, right now.
0: Shit, what are you doing? Playing with Juju's toys, man?
1: I didn't, no, they they got out of the bathtub and sat on the chair by themselves. Mm,
0: that's some Annabelle
1: yeah. shit going on there. Yeah, kept, Captain Quack Sparrow got him ready. <laughs> got his crew ready for the season. <laughs> Boys, they signed a CBA. Get in line. Yeah, I, I guess uh, a real, real quick back to the, uh, the that draft compes- compensation. I mean, because they, they can get up to three picks from yeah. bringing guys up. So, I mean. And then, I, I even, like I said, yeah, we'll have to read more into the stipulations because then I feel like if they're ready, next season, you might be talking about the likes of two of three of Priester, Tank, and Gonzalez coming up to start the year because that's another potential for draft picks.
0: Yeah, because, <clears throat> you know, it, it makes you think – you know, the, the waves that we talk about, you know, the twenty twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five waves, are those uh-huh. now twenty twenty-two wave, twenty twenty-three, and twenty twenty-four waves yeah. with the way things are going. <clears throat> and it was good old uh Bowden gave out a tweet and it seemed a little I, I don't know, far-fetched. Let, let's just read this tweet verbatim here. Let, let me let me pull up the old Twitter verse and let's look at this uh Bowden tweet because I looked at it and I went I don't know there Jimmy I don't know Jimbo he said MLB fans win expanded playoffs in a bullet point universal DH service manipulation derailed tanking derailed young stars paid banning shifts pitch clock bases 162 schedule April 7th, opening day, free agency starts today. Let's go. Now, I don't know if all of that gets rid of tanking and service manipulation, because you're still going to get it. It's just, they're going to do it in a different way.
1: Yeah, in some form or fashion.
0: Owners are going to own, and they're Mm going to figure out ways to manipulate service time. And that's why I'm very apprehensive in seeing a guy like Cruz or Rowanzi make opening day roster. I don't know if that incentivizes doing that, let's just say. I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm pessimistic when it comes to service time manipulation because yeah. the Pirates are huge with doing that. Even oh, back yeah. to Neil Huntington, guys would be in AAA when they should have been in the majors uh-huh. or guys were in low A when they should have been in AA. Like, we've seen that shit happen.
1: Yeah. Does it really change it? Like, do you think? I I mean, again, I, I feel like it does with that possibility for one to three draft picks just because, I mean, that one draft pick is, you know, worth, you know, probably, I don't know, I don't know the values as well as some people, but like, probably like $20 million or something like that will say, for argument's sake, 2020, like the value of that pick itself and that player's potential is probably in that range. Because the normal reasoning why players would be held down for that extra year is because you're gauging what is what that extra year of arbitration what is that going to cost us? Yeah, which would normally be I don't know for a star player ten fifteen million range. Yeah, I think or I think Mookie got twenty because is Mookie, Mookie. Yeah, it's Mookie. But, <laughs> he's a different animal. Yeah, so, I mean, the potential that you could get, you know, again, one to three picks for bringing a guy up early. Plus, the other thing I was thinking, too, is that's going to make the normal, you know, time that we would call Super 2, mid-June, that might even move. If teams do start players on the opening day roster more often – then that's going to change the Super Two a lot more too. Where, you know, maybe like the end of May or mid-May is going to be the so-called Super Two call update, because teams will feel safer calling. than that that'll yeah. change the service time calculation. Yeah. So I'm glad
0: you hit on that because we talked about that and the DMS where where you hit on you know the Super Two changing, and that's kind of where you got me, and, and that like you got me there, and. <laughs> Maybe it does change. Maybe I'm being more pessimistic than usual. Um, I don't know, man. I just don't trust that the system put in place now is going to change
1: a whole (laughs) lot.
0: It's hard to believe it.
1: You know? We are Pirates fans. Pessimism is in our blood.
0: Yeah. It's just being... (laughs) Growing up the way I grew up, being pessimistic is just like... Second nature uh glass half full was never in our vocabulary. Did Brian Reynolds get traded? I saw your face
1: no, no, not <laughs> yet. not yet just so you
0: know guys we we were discussing uh doing this and what would happen <laughs> mid record if Reynolds got traded. Um, oh my God, because. You know that would be terrible because I want to see an extension, but it would be hilarious at the same time because yeah,
1: mid mid recording, it was just like, "Oh
0: my god, I turned it on," and everyone seems to get Reynolds with Seattle. I don't, have like. I guess it's the only team that we would really accept at that point because we want top heavy prospects.
1: Yeah, for Reynolds. I mean. I- I could see something with uh the Marlins too. Could you? Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, they they, they got some high-quality arms. They do. So I mean, although what is uh Six though, he he's running into a lot of uh arm problems, which even that in in of itself would probably make them a little less likely to do something like that cuz He's had arm problems. I mean, Edward Cabrera is a horse. Yeah. Fucking, he's huge and just, dude's got a big arm. Edward Cabrera! Yeah, no, Sixto is. Nice big arms.
0: Sixto is uh, an interesting cat, man. Yeah. Sixto has the stuff. It's just, that stuff is going to ruin his arm, most likely. And it's sad to see. Because even though he's yeah. not a pirate, I'm a fan of baseball,
1: and seeing a guy like that is pretty special, like yeah, that's why i would, it was the worst timing for the baby cakes to move out of New Orleans. I would have yeah. got to see all those guys, yeah, you would have they yeah.
0: now they're the what are they like Wichita What's name? wind surge. Windsurge. What kind of stupid name is
1: that, man? <laughs> yeah. Well that's because actually I think the Marlins AAA team now is, is it Jacksonville now? I don't remember. They everybody moved them around.
0: Jacksonville I think is their low age team.
1: Pretty sure. When uh I don't remember. Cause yeah, they I wanna say the Jumbo Shrimp, I think is their Triple A team now. Really? Yeah, Jacksonville, yeah. Pen- Pensacola's their double A and Jupiter is their Jupiter. A. Okay. Okay. That's really
0: weird. I could've yeah. swore Jackson the Jumbo Shrimp are their low A team. Did they like
1: were they low A at one point? Am I like I think they I think it used to be their double A, I believe. Hmm. I think it used to be Jacksonville double-A, New Orleans was triple-A. But then okay. they reshifted it after the shrinking of minor leagues on top of okay, New Orleans moving. I got you. Okay. I miss my cakes.
0: Speaking of cakes, we got to work out some kinks, boys and girls. I'm not going to reveal anything, but we got some big things coming. Me and Nola have been talking in the chat about some yep. stuff. Yep. Some stuff. And i uh, been talking to some some people. And
1: uh, yeah. Contacts.
0: So yeah, the contacts. My contact list is growing like Boris. Because people are going to blame me now for problems. Because my contact list is so big. Um, no, but we do have some exciting things happening real soon, I'd say. Um, Got to work out the kinks. Um, but the last kind of... Subject I wanted to hit on. Uh, we were worried about the recent 40 man roster additions like Sawinski, like T Swags, and the rest, uh, Pagero, you could go on about missing time, missing development year. Now that the deal is signed, the load has to be completely off their back now. They can finally relax. Now comes the question. Where does everyone end up? Because we were going to see some double-A guys move up to triple-A just because of that. Uh Now the plan has kind of shifted, and your guys like T-Swag are probably going to be in triple-A. Your guys like Swenski, probably going to be in triple-A. So now comes the question, where does this whole roster shuffling end? I don't know. Neither do I. It's an it's an exciting question to ask because now guys who have a chance to prove themselves kind of lost that. Yeah. In a way. You know, your Dion Walker may not be in Greensboro.
1: Don't don't you talk that evil on him. (laughs) Don't you put that evil in the world, Ricky Bobby? Uh, I mean, I wonder if maybe a guy or two will get uh, put in like extended spring training, <clears throat> like a Oviedo.
0: There's a guy that's an interesting prospect.
1: Dude, he I, was. If there's anybody I'm happy for, it's him. I I would have felt so bad for him. Me too, because he wasn't used at
0: all last year, Mm-mm. and if there was no season for X amount of months, what the hell is he going to do? But yeah. now he has a chance, stretch his arm out, probably going to be in double or triple a, just because he's had the major league experience, probably going to be stretched out as a starter. I know Ben Charrington mentioned that on his show mm. uh, on Sundays last season, but that's the same draft where you had a kill, Badu. And then begs the question, would it have been better if we got Badu?
1: Yeah. I um, don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I finally started leaning. I mean, I, I had said that at one point, And then he really he, – he had a real big struggle spot. But the, the Tiger stuck with him and he got it all back together and excelled. What, what got me was uh, when Soriano pitched like that first time in Bradenton. I was like, okay, okay, yeah. Make, make, I'm gonna forget about Bedu right now. Do so, so, he was Soriano looked filthy. His stuff was dirty because he pitched oh, man, what two innings. I think the first start, yeah, yeah, and it, literally unhittable. His stuff was dirty, but. Yeah, then the second start, he was all over the place, and, and I was like, ah, he's rusty, and then it was like, Tommy John. Back to the Angels, you go. Yeah, back-to-back Tommy John. He's, he's, I guess he's got a little Jameson tie on in him. Yeah. <clears throat> I,
0: I don't know, man. The whole Rule 5 is just shaky. You never know what you're going to get, and I kind of see where the Pirates were going. They wanted arms over bats. I get
1: yeah.
0: it, but I don't know, man. I guess I, <clears throat> I guess it's hindsight being twenty twenty, and you're like, why didn't you get Badu? Yeah, because I probably wouldn't have said that. Probably wouldn't have known who Akil Badu was.
1: Yeah. Well, though, I mean, that might make a little bit of a difference in uh, Rule Five. At least you know we won't see until next year. But the fact that everybody has a DH now, yeah. it'll be easier to hide a hitter in the NL than it would have been when you have to. Deal with pinch hitters and stuff like that, and now you have the DH where you can be like, "Hey, you know, kid, go take, go take four hacks in the nine hole." But I want to see Trevor Williams hit bombs. Oh man, I'm I'm all for bringing Stephen brought back. You know, that's a guy who I
0: felt really bad for if there wasn't a deal done.
1: Yeah. because
0: he was stuck; couldn't do nothing. Yeah, and. You know, we talked about Steven. Great guy. It just kind of sucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he would put some shit together, have some good games, and he would have the surfer dude thing going on. He, great interview. He was
1: yeah, he was the Jeff Locke 2.0 to me. That's a
0: that's a guy that I was really disappointed in, man. I thought Jeff Locke would have been something. I thought he'd pull an old
1: Charlie Morton and figure it out. Yeah. He pitched for the baby cakes, Chuck. Yeah, and Vance Swirly, Vance Swirly, with the with the BCs. Yeah, man. But uh, you know, he felt a lot like uh, Jeff Locke to me, where I was just like, I was like, all right, come on, man. Like every now and then, it's like, okay, decent stuff, you know. Like, okay, I can see it. Good curveball. You hit the mid nineties every now. and then, Okay. It's like, but then you just trying to paint the corners. It's like, dude, just, just throw strikes. Stop trying to paint. You you don't have that kind of command. No, you're
0: throw like ninety percent fastballs.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: Jacob always would call it a good game, but ninety percent fastballs. Come on, man, what the
1: fuck are you doing? Throw some change ups in there, something. Yeah, something. And then what was it? What year was that, like, 14 or 15 when Jeff Locke had that no-hitter going against the Cubs? He had, like, six walks. Was that, like, 105 pitches in the fourth inning?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, was Jeff Jeff Locke was the guy that Burnett took under his wing, right? Him and James McDonald. Oh,
1: man, he followed him around like a puppy, yeah. Yeah.
0: J-Mac was someone I was really (laughs) counting on, man. I like J-Mac. Yeah. I used yeah. to pitch with him in the show all the time. All the time. I love J-Mac. wonder what mm-hmm. he's doing now.
1: No idea. Do I. Huh. But see a Suzuki. Oh, yeah. He can finally sign somewhere. Where is he going? <laughs> like Pittsburgh. <laughs> Probably going
0: to Boston, I'd say.
1: Nope. They're going to – first they're going to – They're going to drop Korea to Pittsburgh, and then right five minutes later, uh, it's going to be Suzuki. Well,
0: everyone was just saying with Suzuko, well, he's Japanese. He'll bring in Suzuki. It's not really how it works, man.
1: I mean, I I can understand that, that, yeah, to a degree, if it was like we had the kind of roster where it was like, all we need is a Suzuki, and we're a contender. It's like, no, no, we need a Suzuki. We need Correa. We need a lot of things.
0: I mean, if you look at the the lineup with the Pirates as it stands now, if Cabrian Hayes is healthy, I think you have at least a decent one through four. Yeah. I mean, it's above average.
1: Well, it's it's... It feels like it's the type of roster that we've, like that uh, every single offseason leading up to the year, it's always like, well, if Moran hits like this and plays okay defense, and then if Bell hits like this and plays okay defense, and then if Kevin Newman goes back to his rookie year hitting self, and then if Reynolds does this, and then Polanco does this, we'll be a good team. And it's like, there's so many, like, if this and 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 this. And And it's like, this roster is kind of like that, too. Where it's like, if Hayes looks like his, you know, COVID season self, maybe not on a trajectory to hit 60 bombs, but, you know, gold glove defense and hitting um, and other things fall into place, they could be pretty decent. I mean, even Ben Gamble, who's probably more of a fourth outfielder. Yeah, if he can be a two-war 750 OPS guy, that's not a bad table setter. No,
0: I, I'm worried about Brian Hayes, man. I really am. Short, little, tiny sample size 2020. You got a taste. You're like, okay, I see why. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, injuries. Injuries. What's going to happen? You you know what I mean. It kind of feels Uh, like, are we going to get this every year to where it's like a Polanco type guy, where it's like uh, he has all the shit, but he keeps getting hurt. And you know, it reminds me of that meme. It was like girls go back in time and the in the time machine, they like talk to their grandmother. I'm your grandchild. Pirates fans, Polanco, do not slide. On such and such a date, it's like I'm kind of. go, back. Those go vibes. back further than that. Well,
1: was it was it his first or second year when he ran into the outfield wall and busted his knee? Uh, first year, first year. I, I still I still remember that because that that's when his because de- he was like a above average star defender. That's when they were like, man, this dude could be an all star center fielder. Man, when he did that, he became timid. Yeah, he he wasn't the same fielder after that. He still had the cannon, but it looked like he was had a little bit of oh I don't know if awareness is the right word or, or he, he got used to be like I'm gonna run into something.
0: He got like alligator arms,
1: like he was yeah. afraid
0: to chase after balls. Yeah, and you know the classic gif of him like walking like a baby giraffe in the ball. <laughs> like Polanco had some hard times, man. And I'm not saying that's going to happen to Hayes. I pray to God it doesn't. But you're starting to get hurt now, man, a lot. Yeah. For the short time that you've been up here and you start questioning, is an extension with Hayes really worth it if he's going to show
1: this kind of consistency with injuries? Well, but then maybe now's the time to get him because they got the leverage.
0: Yeah, I – I get that, and they did the same thing with Polanco, and yeah. we've seen what happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, nothing has to spend now, so he might as well put that money somewhere.
0: You think he's going to reach that tier four of the CBT?
1: <laughs> the Steve Cohen tier. Yeah.
0: That, that's the yeah. only reason they put it there. Yeah. Oh, It was for him. They're like, we're so scared of you right now that we're going to do this. We'll What's gonna
1: be funny is when they spend the Steve Cohen CBT, and they're still terrible. The when the Mets met,
0: what, what were they? I forget the year. I was in high school. They had like an eight game lead, and they
1: yeah. knew it. <laughs> and they was, what? You mean this
0: past year? <laughs> Every year. Yeah. The Mets can never put it together, man. I kind of feel bad for them. They're fans anyways. But, like, it's kind of hard to feel bad for fans when you're a pirate fan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or like, welcome to our world. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Cue Simon and Garfunkel real quick.
1: What's that that, that meme with the... Oh, man, what's his name? Why can't I think of it? With the the news. news, First time? Oh, is that James Franco? James Franco, that's it, yeah. Yeah
0: first time yeah <laughs> Mets fans probably not though they're like no we've yeah, been here no. before yeah
1: they, they, they've they been in it with us for a while I think yeah
0: and you look at the Dodgers too who spend like fucking crazy and you get one chip
1: out of a, yeah.
0: a shortened season
1: and then I mean they're they've been great at developing too
0: they have like their Dominican Academy is like raved, I hear.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, pirates are too though. though.
0: Their Dominican Academy is top notch, from what I understand. Yeah, never been there. Never been there Me either. Me either. I should visit the Dominican. Yeah, well, maybe at some point we should have a road trip to the Dominican.
1: That'd be fun. That would be fun. I need to learn some Spanish. Yeah, I'm, I've been really lacking on that.
0: If I learned Spanish, I would be able to talk to so many other players.
1: You know, it's it's great for spring training, I'll say that. Because uh, when we were there, there were a couple players that weren't even going to bother with us. But then Annabelle started, you know, <laughs> talking to them in Spanish. And they are just they're like, hey, someone's speaking Spanish. <laughs> that's, that's how I got a... Giffen Gope's autograph.
0: Giffen Gope? I haven't heard that name in
1: forever. Yeah, I, I got a St. Patty's hat that uh, kind of makes me sad now to think about. It's an autograph by Bell, Fraser, and uh, Gope. Mm. I'm like, they're all officially gone.
0: <laughs> Whatever happened in Gope? I know something crazy happened in Buffalo or something like that,
1: right? Something crazy wow. happened. I don't remember. I was about to say I thought it was a Philly or something. I don't, I don't know. I, where is that now? John
0: was talking about it yeah. with me one time. Like we were talking about like disappointing players or uh, something. And like and Gope and some other guys, I think it was in the pirate system, did something fucked up or something like that. Can't remember. I don't want to put words in John's mouth. So But something happened. I remember him telling me that. I don't know. I don't know, man. But baseball's back, Nolan. Um, And and I'm all for it. And it's going to be crazy on April 7th because we got the minor league season and the major league season starting at the same time.
1: Like... I, I need to figure out what all subscriptions I need to get.
0: That's another thing. Like... The, the process had to have been sped up. I think the PA put some pressure on uh, him saying, hey, you kind of put the horse before the cart here, signing deals with Apple and, and uh, talking to Peacock and talking about expanded playoffs all before this shit was agreed to. I'm just surprised they didn't get more out of the deal because of it.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's probably – that's probably why the MLB started inching up a little more than they had been. Cause it's like, cause they were basing their, you know, movement based off of, Hey, we're getting this ESPN playoff money. yeah Here's new money. And then it's like, Oh wait, there's also Apple money. Oh wait, there's also Peacock money. Oh wait.
0: <laughs> I I just don't get it with the whole signing all these deals before you have a cba in place makes no sense to me maybe it's them trying to show off their balls a bit too much and say we have the power and control probably now that i think about it yeah but i don't know
1: man. It, it probably didn't help that apple probably wanted to throw something out there for their investors probably and they were like, "Hey, we got a deal." And MLB's probably like, no, no. Well, it was Apple that announced it, right? Not mm-hmm. MLB. Yeah, it was like at like uh, some uh, convention or something. They mentioned it. That's what I'm saying they. I think they probably mentioned it, you know, because they wanted to tell their investors about it. And they're like, "No, don't do it." Yeah. Cut it, cut
0: that. It kind of shot him in the balls, pretty much, in in the negotiating room, um mm-hmm. and that's why we had the the deadlines. Which was the dumbest thing of this entire CBA negotiation was, yeah, we have a deadline, but it's not a deadline, but we're going to call it a deadline so we can blame you.
1: Yeah, and actually now we have another deadline. Well, and then we have another deadline. We're not going to play what... full
0: 162 and make up for them. Or wait, maybe we will. But you have to meet this third deadline that we just said.
1: Yeah, and then uh, yeah, in his conference today, because they, they were grilling him on that, and he's like, it's a negotiation tactic. <laughs> no, it isn't, because it didn't work. No. At all. Well, that's what... Well, and, that's, and then they flipped around. They're like, so then would you say that the players union showed a lot of resolve? And he's like, I have a lot of respect for the players union. We're like, sure you do. Sure you do.
0: I'm sure you <laughs> and Tony Clark really shook hands and saying kumbaya. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the PA and MLB owners have the worst relationship out of the major sports between unions and owners. Like, the NFL, the NFLPA kind of they hate each other because both sides usually do, but there's like a form of respect in a way. Yeah. Uh, NHL, I'm not too familiar with um, in terms of relationship statuses between them, but.
1: Well, it's probably not that great just because, I mean, obviously you had, you they actually had a full season lockout in yeah. you know, 0405, so. That's when they instituted the salary cap, wasn't it?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. Because it was
1: Crosby's after Crosby's rookie year, they had a lockout, didn't they? No, he was it was they got the number one pick after the lockout. After, okay. Yeah. And that's what people everybody was saying that it, it was, was rigged. Rigged, yeah. Yeah. You With gave him the
0: that, Le, Le magnifique and then you give him Crosby? Yeah.
1: What? Because if I if I remember Malkin was the prior um, draft was it Malkin or was it mm-hmm. Flurry? No Flurry would have been err I think it was Flurry, Malkin then Crosby. Okay. I can never get Flurry or Malkin's years right. Yeah and then I think after that was stall. They they really they killed it there for a while.
0: Yeah the GMJR was like draft pick what is that? I don't know what the fuck that is. Get rid of this thing. I don't need it. Give me Derek Broussard. That'll solve everything. We, I mean, we give... We all gave GMJR a hard time, but he did do a lot of good with what he
1: did. He did. I mean... He he, he was mostly pretty strong at... uh, He did a great job at uh, finding those perfect... uh, uh, college guys, like Sherry, yeah. And Haglin was also, a good pickup too. Like
0: yeah, ha- Haglin was Poor pretty Chris crucial. Was,
1: I was so happy when they traded James Neal. I hated it. I was him happy. and Malkin loved each other though. Yeah,
0: that was uh, that was Malkin's Dominic Simone hmm I don't get Crosby's whole infatuation with Simone, man.
1: Oh, that Simone is the uh analytics darling. He, he yeah, causes offensive Dominic zone Simone, possession. Yeah, Dominic Simone co- causes a lot of uh tension between the analytics and non-analytics hockey people from what i
0: understand in the analytics community in hockey it's like so far behind from major sports in terms yeah. of i know you were bitching about the goalie
1: advanced analytics oh, I, I hate i hate advanced goalie statistics i think they're awful but from from like a possession standpoint cuz obviously in you know in a sport like that as long as you have possession your chances are better you know if you got possession you're creating chances which is what a lot of the analytics or derive is possession and creating chances like expected goal for percentage versus expected goal against percentage stuff like that we won't we won't get in we won't get into the how I feel about advanced goalie statistics because that might take up another two hours you want to talk about (laughs) ex-woba and
0: ops ops plus because we know a mm-hmm. certain podcaster who calls it OPS, not OPS. Yeah.
1: WRC+. Plus.
0: No, that's not how it works. Not how it works at all. No. Um, th- th- there is one little thing, one little tidbit that I found pretty interesting uh, before we call it a wrap here. And it deals with Major League Baseball kind of going outside of their comfort zone a little bit. I'd say, I mean, not too too crazy, but they are going to have quote-unquote tours in other countries, uh, play some games maybe. And the list looking at it is probably going to be exciting for the countries that they're visiting because you got Mexico, Puerto Rico, Asia. They didn't specify, but I'm assuming places like Japan. Uh, not sure how Korea is going to go just because of the tension in Korea. Um, But Mm -hmm. Japan would be interesting. Mexico obviously is interesting. Puerto Rico. I'd love to see them play it. Where Bly Madrid played uh, during winter league, Roberto Clemente field. Mm -hmm. Uh, Be a nice little tribute, but I I don't know. We've seen other major sports go out of the country, NFL in London, you got NBA going over to Europe. Um, And baseball is kind of reaching out to places where baseball is played all year round, like Mexico, like Puerto Rico, like, excuse me, the Dominican. And I don't know. I think it's a a good sign that they're trying to move forward in the times. Um, If I had something positive to say about MLB, I don't know. What, what do you
1: think? Like, I don't know. I like it. I mean, I mean, it's good for trying to expand. Uh, I mean, obviously, at least a handful of those countries is like when you're talking about the Latin American countries, is where, you know, they bring a lot of players from, a lot of their talent. So it'll be great for them, prideful to, you know, Be able to play in front of hometown fans, you know, to inspire some of those kids there that just want to be able to see their favorite player in the bigs or someone they love to follow. Um, Paris will be weird.
0: That's, Uh, yeah, I wanted to bring that up. Paris and London are also destination cities. And it's like, why? Why? (laughs) it's kind of weird i mean europe does have baseball obviously but it's like that seems a bit reachy to me are you gonna fill stands up (laughs) are there gonna be stands that can withstand the amount of fans that might travel with their team
1: probably I I, I, i could see at least you know, London would probably be a big draw because um, I mean, I feel like they're a pretty big, uh, just sports fans in general. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, they <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars know of best like that's
1: their home stadium <laughs> down there at mm-hmm. Wembley. I mean, they yeah. play
0: there more than
1: anybody. I, I'll just be excited personally to watch those just to see like, uh, the culture of how the fans are in the, attendance because it's i mean it's gonna be a party the entire game i mean especially i, I don't know if you i don't I don't, know, I don't think you were able to watch any of like the caribbean series uh games.
0: i know it was on espn plus and at the time i didn't have it but mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. caught uh <laughs> someone was streaming it on ig live and i like kind of mm-hmm. they were pirating it and i was like all right
1: mm-hmm.
0: I-, I might peek at it it's cool
1: yeah I mean, it almost feels like a complete different game sometimes watching yeah. them just because obviously here, like, if a guy watches a home run too long, bat flip or does something that people consider against the grain of the, the code of conduct, people get all angry. And, man, th- those dudes are throwing parties yeah. for every for hits, big plays, like, they're getting excited the fans are excited their songs and dancing and yeah chants. it kind of
0: reminds me of uh like real football like yeah. fans go crazy in the stands there like you mm-hmm. hear the chants you see the parties and with some of these uh latin american teams they have some uh risque cheerleaders too and <laughs> that brings in the male demographic for yeah, sure we got uh we got Yark in trouble with one of those posted. Uh, uh, what was it, Rodolfo Castro? How you could get his jersey when he played for? Uh, I forget the team he played for, but he said I couldn't take my eyes off this one girl. And we're like, pretty sure she's sixteen. Pretty sure, man. And he's like, fuck. I take it back. I didn't mean to get you in trouble, man. Tried to hook you up with a jersey. Relax, man. But, you know, it's it's a good way of, you know, expanding the game. And maybe, like we said earlier, you can reach out to those casual fans in a way Mm -hmm. and inspire the young kids watching baseball. I -hmm. love it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I also love the fact that we're going to be playing From what it looks like, every team, at least once, I don't know if it's going to be this year with the whole schedule. I don't know how that works. I
1: think think it's supposed to be next year when they're saying that less division games and you'll be playing at least every single team at least once. And that's big when you think about it. You get to see Mike Trout. Like, when do we see Mike
0: Trout? Never. Otani, never it's it's interesting and it's something that needs to be done like yes Mm -hmm. we're pirates fans but we're baseball fans and we want Mm -hmm. the sport to grow we don't Mm -hmm. want the 53 year old median fan that we have to stay the same we want some 20 year olds and some younger demographics to expand the sport Mm -hmm. and this is a perfect way to do it in my opinion but I don't know, man. It, it like I said, it feels weird not having Murph here and his his little tidbits. So, Murph, if you're listening, uh... that hit my soul. <laughs> that just hit my soul. I miss Murph. Miss you, big bear. Love you, buddy. Hope you don't have the vid because it sucks. He needs he needs a couple of those Nyquil naps. Nyquil cool, nap. Put him right to sleep. It was funny, guys. We were, me and Nola were talking in the chat. We have a group chat, and Murph got sent home early and he said he's gonna sleep. And uh, he missed a lot of shit, uh, oh, yeah, during that power nap. And uh, it was funny. Nola sent a gif of uh, what was it Jonah Hill saying, I'm alive? That's gonna be Murph. Was it? what is that? Uh, get him, get him to the Greek.
1: Yes, that was get him
0: to the Greek i'm alive when he sees all the baseball news but yeah it's it's been a fun episode man baseball is back i'm excited i can't wait for transactions to happen and maybe the pirates uh, get a shitty free agent we can talk about him backup catcher something like that because we need one And I don't know what's going to happen there. I don't know what's going to happen in general because I'm not a fortune teller. But what I do want to happen is for you to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast because we need that growth. We need more listeners, more downloads, more rates, because that's how we grow. That's how we uh, eventually earn some moolah because I'm tired of working at UPS. I don't want to work there no more. Help a brother out. Because I don't want to deal with packages. I want to deal with my own package. Wait, that's
1: too much. Oh. What what can Cody do for you? Not a damn thing.
0: (laughs) I can fix your address if you give me a phone number and I can call you. Which, little tidbit, I had a package that was supposed to go to Texas that ended up in my hub. And it was a next day air. That dude paid a shit ton of money to get that package next day. And it ended up in PA. Mm. I was like, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> I could fix it, but you're not gonna get it for like two more days. He was pissed.
1: Uh, I'm mad so pissed. Because mm. it was a
0: brand new iPhone.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Why'd you open up the box? We have to oh okay
0: we have to because it was it was slightly open anyways and i had to take it down to the damage uh portion of the facility and we opened it up to see if like it was truly damaged the box mm-hmm. was just damaged so we reboxed it up and put the label back okay on um but yeah that sucks and i don't want to work here anymore so help a brother out like rate subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And what I'd also appreciate is a follow on Twitter. This is the portion of the show where I give my Twitter handle and we all give our Twitter handles because we're greedy and we need those follows. So for me, it's at Murphanko, M-U-R-P-H-A-N-K-O. Give me a follow. Give Murph a follow at double underscore Murphy 88. Uh, Murph tweets out awesome videos uh, on his YouTube channel and i know nola has been addicted to him he watches him at work
1: it's his new addiction mm-hmm. when i'm when i'm trying to uh you know zone out yes
0: they are awesome uh don't have sound which is weird the only one that does is travis swaggerty
1: don't, no, that's the only one that's the only one that needs sound yeah because he was barreling up them damn balls for mm-hmm. the
0: short period of time um but it's fun. Nola, give out your socials, you some bitch.
1: Uh, follow me at, at Nola Jeffy. N-O-L-A-J-E-F-F-Y. Yep. And then you can see his
0: it. you can see his pinned tweet of his beautiful, beautiful
1: lid. His Clementi lid. My 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 uh, Roberto Clemente uh lid, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the word. I can't think of the word right now. Inspired, that he wore that he wore inspired. while we interviewed Dion Walker. Legend. I did. I'll be wearing it this weekend in uh, Lafayette for a hockey tournament.
0: I was going to ask you, you going to wear it during the tournament?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. That's one of the, when I show people it, that's the number one question I get is do you actually wear that thing? I'm like, fuck yeah, I didn't buy this and get the sweet ass design to let it sit on the shelf. <laughs> You're
0: like me, man. It could be expensive. I'm still showing it off. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. It could be a hey, signed look, jersey. I'm wearing it.
1: Look, look good, feel good, play good.
0: That's it. Who said that? Satchel Page.
1: I don't know. I've heard a couple of people say it. Uh, I feel
0: it. No, age is mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. That's what he said. <laughs> there you go.
1: That's inappropriate. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said Beyonce yeah, jumped part.
0: in uh, jumped in the pie. what's up baby I don't know what you're asking me for but I'll give it to you after the show hello <laughs> but no guys we love you very much and uh, like I said baseball's back better than ever probably not but it's baseball and we love it And, and next uh, Friday
1: we'll have spring training yes Dang.
0: yes And the next podcast episode, maybe we'll talk about some uh, projected rosters for the minor leagues. Figure all that stuff out. Maybe talk about some prospects in the college game. and Maybe the high school game that we can see the Pirates picking up in the draft. Not Barry. Not Barry. Nola has uh, a rant to go on about Jacob Barry. Uh, We'll get to that next week. Mm -hmm. But like I said, we love you guys. Most importantly, Nola, hit him with a Let's Go Bucks, baby. Let's Go Buckos. Buckos. Love you guys.